I have a little two-year-old daughter named Phoebe, and she loves to be outside. She loves watering plants, identifying flowers and trees, going for walks, listening for birds, and splashing in puddles. Typical two-year-old. One of her favorite things about living here at Richmond Hill is their beautiful English gardens with her hidden corners, flowering and fruiting trees, and even fish and tadpoles. Let's go to the garden, she'll exclaim when friends or family come to visit. She is ready and eager and willing to give them a tour. She shows them where to find the fig tree with actual figs. Along the back wall of the garden, she points out the bright pink flowers about to open when the fish pond, and she smells the roseberry, and she actually tastes the sage. She delights in that space. Her joy and delight remind me of images in Proverbs 8 that Victoria read for us that I associate with the spirit of God, the wisdom of God. Wisdom was there at the beginning of creation. She was there before creator God established the heavens and placed the stars in the sky. She was there before the mountains took shape or the rivers found their path. She was there, and not only was she there alongside God, but she was having a grand time. She delights in God's creation, and creator God takes delight in her. There's ambiguity in the text. Some translations, as Victoria read, say master worker, and others translate the Hebrew phrase as little child. Those may seem really opposite, for a little child wouldn't possess the skills that we would think of a master worker, but I think about the creativity that both children and craftswomen, craftspeople possess, their joy at building and creating Have you ever met a master worker, say a carpenter, carver, artist, knitter, quilter, poet, what have you, musician, whose face lights up when they talk about their craft, who are eager to share with you? Have you ever heard a kid talk about Legos (laughs) or, or painting? Has a master worker ever been eager to share what they know with you and to pass on their knowledge? Can you see a twinkle in their eye when they show off their creation? Perhaps little children and master workers aren't so different after all. It's fascinating to step back and consider how wisdom herself is woven into creation. It's amazing to behold God's creation and consider the work of God's hands. For example, I can't get over butterflies. I am just in awe that they begin as these little squishy caterpillars. They form a chrysalis. They dissolve into literal goo. And in the span of about a week, they come forth as this delicate, delicate, vibrant butterfly. Like God made that, designed that. It's fun to imagine Sister Wisdom or Lady Wisdom as a little child giggling at the creation of an elephant with a long trunk or basking in the glow of the creation of the sun. It says that wisdom took delight in the human race, especially smiling at the formation of God's children who have the power to name, make, and create life too. Humans who would write books and plays, bake bread and harness fire, humans who would use flora and fauna to heal illnesses, 
humans who would create cities, tame animals, and plant gardens. How amazing that we have been imbued with the same creative energy as our creator, empowered to create the world that we would like to see, a world modeled after the kingdom of God. But in truthfulness, humanity is not always pursuing a world after God's own heart. Instead, greed for money or power or selfishness seeks to separate us from the love of God, creating hell on earth rather than on earth as it is in heaven. It's hard out here. It's hard not to sink under the weight of the world, the weight of the world's wars and the impacts of climate change, the weight of our country's devotion to guns, the weight of constantly arguing for truth-telling of the past, the weight of staying mentally healthy as the world seems to burn around us, the weight of being black or brown in a world that centers whiteness, the weight of illness or sickness, the weight of losing people that we love. It's heavy. It's stifling. Years ago, community organizer Kathy LeMay traveled to the Balkans during the siege in Bosnia. During that time, she met and learned from women who survived the rape genocide camps, women who would work tirelessly throughout the war to provide for the country's women and children. LeMay worked with women who had experienced the atrocities of war and their daily lives involved gunfire, dodging landmines, and physically running to the store to avoid being shot. In the wake of current world events, she was reflecting on valuable wisdom that she gained from these women who endured so much and still worked each day to organize for their children, families, and community. One of the most important pieces of wisdom she gained was that joy is a requirement. The women had endured so much hardship and so many atrocities, but when they met together to plan, they would break into booming laughter. They would dance and play music. Together they remembered first loves, wedding days, the birth of their children. LeMay knew that many of the women's husbands and sons had been killed because of the war. But these moments together, they tried to pursue delight and soak up the joy in each other's stories. Together, they imagined going to Croatian beaches. They imagined food that they would eat. They imagined the future, and in a way, slowly and beautifully created the future they imagined. LeMay shares, you are not betraying anyone if you experience joy. Really, I believe that we are guaranteeing our own survival if we find ways to delight in the world and to pursue joy even in the face of everything. There have been some beautiful social media trends in the last couple of years that have centered black and brown people in an intentional, beautiful way. A year or so ago, there was a precious movement of celebrating images of happy, joyful black kids, along with the words black boy joy or black girl magic. These phrases and images center the joy and delight of black children whose stories are often portrayed in a diminishing or stereotypical light, which hasn't included their three-dimensional joy. And there's a current trend on TikTok that's so simple but so joyful. It's black men frolicking. (laughs) Yes, frolicking. 
It's grown men running and jumping and twirling and laughing through parks and fields and backyards. It's a delight to celebrate. It's beautiful and radical because these spaces have not always been and sometimes are still not safe spaces for black and brown bodies to be. But to see them claiming these spaces in such a joyful, carefree way is special to behold. Joy is a requirement. Delighting in creation, finding joy in the world does not betray anyone, LeMay shares. It does not diminish the real pain or hardships that people endure or that we endure. It does not, it does not diminish the suffering we see around the world or in our neighborhood. But it gives us fuel to endure and fuel to continue pursuing peace and justice for all. Joyful activist Karen Walron shares that joy is how we gather the energy to go back in, to do the work. Joy is how we remind ourselves what we're fighting for. The joy of the Lord is our strength, as the prophet Nehemiah shares, and as Lisa opened opened for us this evening. It is our sustenance. The Spirit of God invites us to experience joy in creation so that we may come back ready to be co-creators, co-conspirators with an ever-creating God and the Spirit of the Kingdom of God. The practice of cultivating joy, of leaning into delight, grounds us in the world that we want to be creating, not just for ourselves, but for all of God's children and the created world. Brene Brown shares that most of us are showing up to ensure that people's basic needs are met and their civil rights are upheld. But we're also working to make sure that everyone gets to experience what brings meaning to life, love, belonging, and joy. These are essential, irreducible needs for all of us, and we can't give people what we don't have. We can't fight for what's not in our hearts, she shares. Pursuing joy is a practice in living into the world we want to see. It's living into the kingdom of earth as it is in heaven. It's not an invitation to ignore the pain of the world or ignore our pain, but an invitation to remind ourselves what it is to be alive and to go forth into that. Sharing a meal with friends, as we hope to do this evening, giggling over a funny pun, dancing to music, admiring a magnolia blossom, watching tadpoles grow, chatting and laughing during dish duty, reading a good piece of literature, beholding a piece of art, naming our gratitudes. Like Lady Wisdom proclaiming from the street corners and the city gates, the avenues to joy are found at the daily intersections of our lives. Joy can surprise us like an infant smiling for the first time, Joy can meet us in ordinary places like a stranger giving us directions. May we be attentive to her call so that we do not lose hope and lose sight of the world that we are hoping to create with God. May you find ways to cultivate joy and delight in your life so that you are filled with the Holy Spirit's fire for creating the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven, in Metro Richmond as it is in heaven. Celebrate joy, because this is our hope for God's created world. May it be so. Amen.